What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, man. Tuesday, February 2nd. Again, happy Black History Month. I hope all you guys are doing good out there as we continue to navigate throughout this coronavirus pandemic, man. As always, please wash your hands as much as possible to keep the virus from getting on your hands and especially your face. Anytime you're in an area that's populated by a lot of people, please wear a mask around a large group crowd or gathering. And then when you're by yourself, go on about your day and have all the fun that you want to. And of course, the most important part that I must continue to reiterate Anytime you have any type of sunlight or sunshine, wherever you are at on the globe, we call the earth. Please go outside and get some ultraviolet rays, aka sunlight on your skin, because I promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list, man. But I hope all you guys are doing good out there today. Hopefully all you guys are enjoying some fresh air. Hopefully all you guys are enjoying life. Even if life is throwing you, you know, some negativity, whatever the case may be, you got to keep pushing. I promise you just keep on focusing on the right things. Do not let the negativity, do not let the BS, do not let all the things that are thrown into your life to distract you, distract you. It's going to be distractions. It's going to be things that try to derail you off your path. You must continue to keep going in the right direction, man. Do not get phased at all by anything that is headed your way. I promise you, you are built for whatever. You've made it this far in life for a reason. You got to keep going, man. So I hope all you guys are just doing good, just taking in the days and appreciating the days and just enjoying life, man. Life is not always just about going to work, going to sleep and, you know, wake up and repeating it. Sometimes you got to enjoy yourself. You got to live a little bit. Enjoy life. I know we're still dealing with this pandemic, but still enjoy life as much as you possibly can, man. But of course, we are still still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. We are still demanding justice for Elijah McClain. We are still demanding justice for Jacob Blake. And we're going to demand justice for anybody that has been a victim of police brutality or even worse, police murderings. It needs and it must stop sooner rather than later, man. But I just hope all you guys are feeling good out there, man. Life is good. The sun is shining today in Southern California, you know, for the first time in a few weeks. It feels good, man. But first and foremost, before I get into today's topic at hand, I got to say rest in peace to yet another, sadly, another college basketball legend, John Chaney. Forgive me for not mentioning it on yesterday's podcast. It completely slipped my mind, man. John Chaney sadly passed away this past weekend, man. And man, he was just a Goliath, you know, a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest coaches of all time, a Temple legend, a Philadelphia legend, a Pennsylvania legend, um, just an inspirer, a motivator. You know, he just touched everybody in a positive way. And I just feel like dudes like that are once in a lifetime type of people. You see how everybody's responding to his tragic death. You see the notes that people are talking about him and giving him, you know, great praises and high praises. And John Chaney, man, was literally just a college basketball Goliath. Just like John Thompson was, John Chaney was a Goliath because not only were they just great coaches and great leaders and teachers, but they were really pushing black people to be better. And they were pushing and fighting for black people to get equal rights. And you just don't have human beings like that anymore on this earth like that. Like it's, it's very few of them. And John Chaney, just like John Thompson, were two of those guys. And so you got to appreciate them, man. May he rest in peace forever, rest in paradise. I'm praying for his loved ones, his friends, his family members, his players that were touched by him, man. Rest in peace to John Chaney, one of the greatest to ever do it, man. But getting into today's topics at hand, I want to talk about two of the hottest teams 
One is in the NCAA and one is in the NBA. So let's start with the NCAA. And that is currently the ninth ranked Oklahoma Sooners, man. The Oklahoma Sooners was the team. I'm not even going to lie because the Big 12, to me personally, is the second best basketball conference in America. And I expected some really good teams to be in the Big 12. Like, of course, Baylor and Texas, who actually plays tonight. You know, Texas Tech is always going to be good from now on. And you got a couple other schools. But Oklahoma, led by Hall of Famer Lon Kruger, has really done a good job of assembling this team and they are well put together. Now, currently they are 11 and 5 overall. They are 6 and 4 in conference play and currently they're in third place in the Big 12 behind first place Baylor and second place Texas. Now, in their last 12 games, they are 8 and 4. And I want to put the last 12 games an emphasis on that because in those past 12 games, one of my best friends that I grew up with, I consider him a brother. His mom, I consider, is my mom, and he considers my mom his mom. He goes by the name of Elijah Harkless. Elijah Harkless, he spent two years at Cal State Northridge. He spent the past two seasons at Cal State Northridge as a matador playing under head coach Mark Gottfried, and he decided to transfer because he wanted to play on a bigger stage. And so he transferred to Oklahoma, didn't even get a chance to visit officially because of coronavirus and things like that. He commits, he goes, and he was actually supposed to redshirt this year and then play next season. But instead, the NCAA granted all transfers immediately eligible, and he was named eligible, I believe, on December 16th. And ever since then, Oklahoma has been on a roll. And I'm so proud of my guy because I've literally been knowing him for you know, 80% of my life. We used to go to AAU tournaments and play together all the time. Shout out to Triple Threat. Shout out to Coach Eric, Coach Greg, and everybody. And it was just really good to watch my dog, my best friend, one of my closest friends, playing on a high level, on the Division One basketball level, and succeeding and being a X-factor for Oklahoma. If you've watched Oklahoma play in their past few games, he has been a huge piece to what Lon Kruger is trying to do with this team and this team is really really good and in the past 12 games they've had wins over top 25 ranked teams like west virginia kansas texas and they beat alabama who was the number one overall team in the sec in the sec big 12 challenge this past weekend so they have some big time wins they're going to make the ncaa tournament and they're going to make some noise and look they have all of the right pieces emoja gibson who was a transfer from North Texas this past offseason, is one of the best shooters, and I consider him a flamethrower, but he's easily one of the best shooters in the country. Like, as I was watching this dude shoot the ball in these games that I've been watching for Oklahoma, Emotia Gibson has a quick release. He's not hesitant at all. He's not shy to let the ball fly. Like, this dude has an automatic jumper. It was a few times throughout the course of their past few games where Gibson would literally get the ball, take a few dribbles up to the court and literally just rise, you know, stop, pop and fire and hit the shot. Like not a lot of players have that type of leeway with their head coaches to shoot those type of shots. But Emoja Gibson has proven that he's one of the best, not only shot takers, but shot makers in the country. And he is a different type of shooter. If you get a chance to go watch him, go watch him. I don't even think he's six feet. He's probably like 5'10", maybe even 5'9". This dude is a bucket getter. Like He is super tough with the ball in his hands, and he really knows how to just let the ball loose and hit shots. And then, 
you have Jalen Hill, who's actually from Las Vegas. He's a really good player. He's another versatile wing. He's about 6'7", 6'6", can guard, can shoot the ball. He got the floater. He had a nasty dunk against Alabama. He's just one of the versatile players on this team. You got Brady Manick, who is a senior. I actually remember Brady Manick as a freshman. He played alongside Trey Young. He was the second best player on that team. And as a senior, he's a vet now. He can still hit threes, but y'all know that's what he does really well. He's a better rebounder. He's a better defensive player than he was when he was a freshman. And so you've got that veteran voice in the locker room. And then you got big men. You got a big man like Kirk Kuweth. You also got Victor Iwakor. And the thing that I like about this Oklahoma team is that even though I just called those guys big men, only Kirk Queth is the only real true big man. I want to say he's about 6'11", 7 feet. But aside from that, like Victor Iwakor is probably like 6'8", 6'9". Oklahoma isn't the tallest team in the Big 12. But the way that they compete, the way that they play on the defensive end, it makes them look bigger than what they actually are. Like, they do a really good job of getting into their opponents and making the other team's offense feel uncomfortable in what they're doing. And you got to give the coaching staff and the players all the credit in the world because at the end of the day, defense is literally just effort. Like, that's all it is. Defense is simply wanting to stop the other team from scoring. And Oklahoma does a really good job of that. And then, you get production from Alondas Williams, who's another really good player. Davion Harmon can run up a unit. He can score when you need him to do it. He's a lefty. He has a really nice jumper. He got the floater. He's super aggressive when he's trying to get to the rack. He's good at creating fouls. And then you got Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is a senior. He's been in the program. He's supposed to be the leading scorer this year. He actually is the leading scorer this year, but he's missed the past couple of games. I actually don't know the reason. I think it might be because of it might be because of coronavirus. I'm not sure. Forgive me for not looking it up. But Austin Reeves is a special, special talent. He's one of the better scorers in all the Big 12. And without him, Oklahoma is still having success and maintaining success. And that speaks a lot to the character of this team because when you're missing your best player. A lot of teams are automatically going to think like, okay, we're missing our best player. Everybody got to step up, but we're not expected to win these games. Oklahoma said, nah, forget that. We got to step up. We got to compete. We got to play harder and we got to get the job done. And that's exactly what they've been doing. And they pulled out some big time wins. And that's why I love this situation for my guy, Elijah Harkless, because he was literally the missing piece to this team. He was the glue guy. He's the guy that puts all this together. He rebounds. He hustles. He can score when you need him to. He can guard the other team's best player and give them fits. Last night, they played at Texas Tech in Lubbock where they have fans. I think they said they had like 4,000 fans in the arena. Shout out to Texas Tech. And Texas Tech is a really good team. They kind of struggled in Big 12 play, but they won last night by five points. And my guy, Elijah Harkless, against Texas Tech, held Mac McClung to only six points. And I think four of those points came off the free throw line. Think about that. Mac McClung is the second leading scorer in the Big 12. I think the only person above him is Kay Cunningham from Oklahoma State. And that just shows you what my guy Elijah Harkless can do, man. He is a special, special talent. A lot of people probably recognize him because he used to play for the big ballers alongside LaMelo Ball and under head coach LeVar Ball. So you might recognize him from there. But He's a dog, man. Like, he is literally a dog. He's like 6'5", I think 6'6". He's probably taller than that now. And he's just super aggressive. He's strong. His jump shot's getting better every single game that I watch him. And I'm so proud of him because he was literally the missing piece for this team. He literally was the only hole that this Oklahoma team had. And he filled it perfectly. And that's why I'm so happy. Oklahoma is going to be super dangerous in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to tell you guys that right now. If you see them in your bracket... 
mark them down. They are going to be a tough team to beat because literally they don't really have any holes. Like they have the shooters, they got the defensive players, they got the scores. They literally just have it all. And you can't go wrong with that. And then on top of that, they have a Hall of Fame head coach in Lon Kruger leading them. They have all the right recipes to be a successful team come the NCAA tournament. And I'm super excited to watch them because me personally, you guys know I'm a Michigan State fan. Michigan State is not going to make the NCAA tournament as crazy as it, as it sounds for me to say. I'm an honorary Oklahoma basketball fan. Oklahoma Sooners for the win. And I'm so happy for this team. I'm excited for my guy, Elijah Harkless, to see what he does. And his stock is only getting raised. And again, he was not even supposed to play this year. He was going to sit out in red shirt, you know, get in the lab and just be ready for next season. But instead, the NCAA, you know, granted him immediately eligible. He comes in and he fills a huge role for this team. And he's playing heavy minutes. That's a big time thing. He's playing heavy minutes and he's contributing. Like if you watch him, you'll see the difference that he is. Like, he's already Oklahoma's best and premier defensive player. So, shout out to Oklahoma, man. I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. Right now, they're the ninth-ranked team in the nation. Again, they lost to Texas Tech by five points last night in Lubbock, a really good defensive battle between two teams and two really good head coaches in Chris Beard and Lon Kruger. So, I expect them to probably drop a couple spots, but not too many spots. They're still one of the best teams, not only in the Big 12, but in the country, and they proved that when they beat Alabama this past weekend in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, man. So shout out to all Oklahoma Sooner fans, excuse me. They are going to be a really nice team to watch by the time the NCAA tournament gets here. And they're definitely going to be in contention to possibly win the Big 12. But moving on, though, going on to a yet another hot team in the NBA, though, this time. And that is the Houston Rockets, who are currently on a six-game winning streak with wins over the Pistons, the Mavericks, the Wizards, the Blazers, the Pelicans, and last night they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. In 10 games since they made the trade for James Harden, the Rockets currently have the NBA's best defensive unit in the entire league. Think about that. They play the best defense in the league right now, and they have. So, and the thing that I love about this Rockets team is they literally have so many weapons. There are so many different options that Steven Silas can turn to on any given night. They have so much versatility. They're, they have depth. Like, I think they have one of the best bench units in the entire league. Like, Steven Silas, man, give this dude a lot of credit. I'm happy for him. Last night in a win against Oklahoma City, they had 28 threes in that game. That is a franchise record. 28 threes. Like, they just have a whole bunch of guys that can go get the job done. Starting with Christian Wood who's probably going to be and should be an all-star in this year's all-star game. And shout out to the all-star game. We will be having an all-star game on March 7th that will take place in Atlanta alongside the skills competition. So that should be fun and something to look forward to. But C. Wood should definitely be an all-star in the Western Conference. Oladipo, who I was kind of concerned about because as he made his transition from the Pacers to the Rockets, like his first couple of games with the Rockets, he wasn't playing too good, but you got to give him time to adjust to a system. And now that he's adjusting to this team, he's playing really good basketball. And you, and you got to think like he already said that he wants a max contract. So every night he has to go out and prove that he's a max contract type of player. In the past few games for the Rockets, he has been proving that so far. He can hit the three. He got the floater. He's strong going to the drives. He's a very underrated passer. And don't forget, he is also one of the best defensive players on the perimeter in the entire league. And then 
you got John Wall. John Wall is still John Wall. Now, he might not be making as many, you know, dunks and highlight plays as he used to, but I like that for him because you know why? Majority of the players that rely upon their athleticism in the NBA end up getting hurt. You see Blake Griffin, you see Tracy McGrady, you see Grant Hill, you see Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, who's a different breed, but Russell Westbrook has dealt with some injuries throughout the course of his career. It's just not a good mix. And so what I like for John Wall is that he he's kind of, it's like it's almost like he's cautiously explosive. Like he doesn't, he could go up and dunk on anybody at any given time, but I love that he's using his mid-range game more. He's shooting the three-point shot more and he's hitting him at a high clip and so I love that for John Wall man and he can, and he can still finish below the rim he's just a, he's just as good a below the rim finisher as he is when it comes to being above the rim so shout out to John Wall he's still him and also too John Wall is still a pesky defensive player too don't forget that John Wall forces steals he makes he creates havoc for the other team's opposing point guards he is elite on the defensive end and then you got DeMarcus Cousins DeMarcus Cousins, who I continually will say was a low risk and a high reward type of player. And I'm glad that the Rockets picked him up. And I'm glad that he's getting a chance to play alongside his brother, John Wall, for the first time since being at the University of Kentucky together. And now, Boogie, even though they don't necessarily need him to be Sacramento Kings Boogie or New Orleans Pelicans Boogie by, you know, scoring, you know, 40 points and, and 20 rebounds. He can still go out and dominate. He can still hit the three-point shot. He's still a pretty good defensive player. Yes, I would love to see him get ejected less because he has been ejected, I think, like once or twice throughout the course of this season already. But nonetheless, though, when he's on the court, he is still a really good factor for them. And he hits shots at a high clip. He makes opposing team centers and power forwards pay for not guarding him on the three-point line. And you got to love that, too. And then again, their bench unit. It's one of the best benches in the league. Think about this. You got Eric Gordon coming off the bench, who was a starter for the Rockets for, what, the past, you know, four to five years. You got Daniel House, who was a starter for them last year. You got Ben McLemore, who ever since he came back to the NBA, is playing really good for the Rockets. David Nwaba is a really good defensive player for this team. Sterling Brown, another guy that can create havoc on the defensive end, and he hits threes. And don't forget either, the Rockets just recently signed Kevin Porter Jr., who if you know, I am super high on Kevin Porter Jr. In the right situation, in the right mindset, I believe he's surrounded by better veterans than what he was surrounded by in Cleveland. I think John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Oladipo, I think those guys can help him turn around and get his career going in the right direction. And then two, another player that they got in the draft, or I, don't, I think he was actually undrafted, I believe, is Mason Jones. Mason Jones, played at the University of Arkansas last year in the SEC under head coach Eric Musselman, and he made his way into the league. And so far, the minutes that he gets, he's earning every single minute, and he's playing good in those minutes for the Houston Rockets, man. So shout out to Steven Silas and their coaching staff and the scouting department for the Rockets. They've done a really good job of identifying talent and putting that talent in the right situations to succeed. And it's a reason that they're on a six-game winning streak right now. Right now, they're currently 10-9. and nine. I know that's not the best record, but they're in ninth place, which means if the playoffs started today, they would be in a play-in situation. So that's a good thing. But they're right in the thick of things as well, too. Like any game, they can go right up and win a couple games and be a six seed or a seven seed or an eight seed. They're right in the mix to make the playoffs. And that's what I love about this team. They didn't fold after the James Harden situation. They could have, but they're still fighting. They're still scrapping. And that was my thing, too. Like James Harden, I said it. He gave up on this team way too early. I, I didn't even mention Jay Sean Tate. Jay Sean Tate 
is probably my favorite player on this team. He was playing in Australia and Belgium just not too long ago. And Steven Silas recruited him, got him over here, and now he's starting for them and he's being impactful. He's probably one of their best defensive players on this team. So this team, man, it's a lot of versatility. It's a lot of depth. And honestly, the backcourt of John Wall and Victor Oladipo, you can make a case, is the best defensive duo in the entire NBA. The best defensive backcourt in the league, probably. But I'll probably take the Lakers backcourt, you know, Dennis Schroeder and uh, uh, Caruso. But after that, I got to go with Oladipo and John Wall, man. These two guys can lock up. They clamp together. And right now, the Rockets are just clicking in the right direction. And that's what I love about this entire situation, man. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to Steven Silas. He's doing a phenomenal job. I seen a quote the other day, I think today actually, where he said, I'm having a blast. I'm having fun. It's no way that I was going to wait 20 years to finally become a head coach and not have fun. So shout to Steven Silas, man. I'm super happy for this entire organization, especially for Steven Silas. They're doing a wonderful job. Honestly, I cannot wait to see what this team does in the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. I'm I'm 100% sure they're going to make the playoffs. With James Harden and not Oladipo, I probably would have had them as like a top four seed. But even with Oladipo now, I still probably have them as a sixth to fifth seed. And that's a really good thing in the Western Conference. This team could legitimately win a first round a playoff series again in the West and then make it to the semifinals and try and do something like this team is really good and they're built well they're built to last and the future is definitely bright in H-Town with Steven Silas as the head coach man so shout out to Steven Silas man but of course Again, we will have an all-star game on March 7th. That was very good to hear. It's a really good college basketball slate tonight between Baylor and Texas and also in the NBA. We're going to have the Nets take on the Clippers. That's Kawhi versus Kevin Durant. I cannot wait to tune in, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys if you lasted this long, man. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist. Featured alongside a whole bunch of other really talented writers slash bloggers slash journalists. We are at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Go follow us. Go like our stuff. Go retweet our stuff. For all your sports news and needs, I promise you, Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you. From basketball to football to soccer, whatever sports you love, Nuts and Bolts Sports has got you covered and as always too i am also featured on nuts and bolts sports podcast network alongside a whole bunch of other really talented podcast hosters and content creators so please go check us out on our podcast network as well for all your good sports podcasts i promise you nuts and bolts sports has got you and as always man this has been another episode of the kevo bands hoops podcast please like comment subscribe rate review and share and if you listen to my podcast on apple podcast please leave a rate and review that is how we share grow and expand the podcast you guys have a lovely rest of your day continue to grind continue to elevate and as always i will talk to you soon peace love and blessings gone